Hi friends, welcome to the Hey Fundraiser podcast. I'm your host, Mary Hackett, and whether you are a frontline fundraiser, the operations professional, a board member, or just someone wanting to make an impact in your community, this podcast is for you. We cover all facets of fundraising, and our main objective is to give you ideas and inspiration to help you raise more money. Join us as we grow, learn, and make an impact together. Hey, fundraiser. Today's topic is for those who manage fundraisers. First of all, just so it's said out loud and we're all calibrated here, happy fundraisers raise money. When they're happy, they make deep connections with donors and prospects and are excited to go to work every day. They care about the mission and their sole purpose is to share stories and invite mission believers to invest in the organization. I mean, how dreamy is that? By empowering your fundraisers, you are not only more likely to keep them, which, you know, retention is a serious problem in our industry, but your happy fundraisers are going to raise more money for you. When fundraisers are exhausted and stuck in meetings all day, emotionally beaten down and or just taken for granted, they just cannot be their best selves. With this mindset, it's really difficult to go out and evangelize the organization and just tell people how wonderful the organization is. So today, I want to take you through six ways that you can help keep your fundraisers happy and also empower them to be their best selves. So first and foremost, give them time off. Now, this might sound counterintuitive, but bear with me on this logic. You're probably thinking, The more fundraisers work, the more they're going to raise. Absolutely not. Tired fundraisers don't raise that much money. Major gift officers need time off to recharge, get perspective, and just be active out in the community. In essence, they need things to talk to their donors about. In most major donor visits, the first 10 minutes are spent, you know, catching up and talking about what's new in their lives and what's happening in the community. Fundraisers should be able to participate in those short, meaningful relationship building moments. Your donors are going to sporting events. They're seeing the latest movies. They're dining at the coolest new restaurants. They're vacationing and going away for the weekend. And they're enjoying new exhibits and shows that are happening in your community. Your fundraiser should also have those opportunities because it is going to help them build relationships, meet new prospective donors, and possibly, you know, run into donors while they're out and about so they can see them on a social level. So make sure that your fundraisers are out of the office by 5 p.m. so they can rest, recharge, and relax. When they have more time, they'll be active out in the community, and this is going to allow them to seize opportunities that organically arise. So here's my second tip for keeping your fundraisers happy is empower them. If you have hired well, your fundraisers are going to need minimal supervision. They might need advice from time to time. And of course, you need to meet with your fundraisers regularly, whether, you know, weekly or every other week or monthly. But it's important that they feel empowered to identify prospects, make introductions, cultivate in the best way and creative way they know how, and to go out and solicit gifts. 
I'm always shocked at how many fundraisers operate from a place of fear. The fear is not that they'll, they won't meet their fundraising goal. The fear is literally of their supervisor. Fear is not conducive to fundraising. I worked for a supervisor once that insisted that all of her eight direct reports run everything past her. I mean everything. If we wrote a proposal for a donor, she had to see it. If we wanted to institute a creative cultivation tactic, she needed in on it before we did it. If we wanted to pursue a new prospect, we had to get her opinion on it. But here's the deal. It really wasn't just like, oh, her opinion and let her know what's going on. Because if you didn't do what she, air quotes, recommended, all hell would break loose. And then she would hold a grudge for weeks. And sometimes you could just never get back into her good graces. She, it was really sad. She actually churned through employees and her fundraisers were not that successful. Don't be like her. Empower your fundraisers to trust their gut and stretch their wings. The third way to keep your fundraisers happy and productive is to get out of their way. So oftentimes fundraisers are managed by non-fundraisers or fundraisers who have graduated up to leadership and now they're just you know, working a small portfolio and then managing other fundraisers. Either way, it's important to give your fundraisers time and space to do their work. If you're a non-fundraiser, you must let your fundraiser be the fundraising expert and build strategies and tactics that you might not understand. Just because you don't understand them doesn't mean they aren't the right methods. And if you are a fundraiser who's now managing other fundraisers, you know, weigh in when you're needed, but allow your fundraisers the grace to make your own decision, their own decisions. This is a real game changer for a lot of fundraisers. Okay, fourth tip is give them tools. It's not easy to fundraise if you don't have the right insights or software. Firstly, your fundraisers need a CRM that houses all prospects, donors, and gifts, and then allows them to mine that CRM for new prospects. The CRM should also produce reports that are going to allow your fundraiser to understand the organization's philanthropic landscape and how it's evolving over time. And you can only do those kind of reports if your organization's CRM is tidy and reliable. I'm actually going to attach some resources and videos to the show notes about how to fix your CRM. The CRM should be the trusted destination for every single person in your development department. Like here's my ideal situation. A fundraiser comes to work and they open up their email and then they immediately open up their CRM. Like that is amazing. There are other platforms that assist fundraisers focus on the right prospects and use of their time efficiently. So for example, well screening software allows fundraisers to understand the capacity of the donor pool, and then it gives them directional guidance on which prospects they should pursue first or not at all. This saves a tremendous amount of time and ensures that your gift officers aren't chasing prospects with no capacity. Bottom line, if your fundraisers ask for a tool, look into it, and if it meets budget, get it for them. It will help them raise more money. Are you having trouble getting in the door with new prospects? Do you need some fresh ideas to cultivate donors? If so, check out the Donor Cultivation Method. 
This is Hay Fundraiser's newest online course and it will take you through all aspects of donor cultivation. From how to open the door with new prospects, to when to know it's time to ask for a major gift and everything in between. This masterclass is perfect for someone newer to fundraising and the seasoned fundraiser who is looking for new ideas. With six modules filled with video lessons, you'll also receive a 46-page workbook so that you can put the information to use immediately. Visit www.hayfundraiser.com forward slash courses to learn more about how the donor cultivation method can help you raise more money and build deeper relationships. That's www.hayfundraiser.com forward slash courses. Okay, our fifth tip is protect their time. I'm hoping that you will become a fierce protector of your fundraiser's time because there's a lot on your fundraiser's plate and the last thing they need is another meeting that has nothing to do with fundraising. Like the funny thing that's actually really not that funny is that most fundraisers lack the time to actually fundraise. It's the number one complaint I hear from my major gift coaching clients that their day is filled with meetings, administrative work, and then managing up. If your fundraisers can be excused from meetings, please let them off the hook. If a meeting only has one agenda item that refers to fundraising, then your fundraiser should really only be expected to show up for that one agenda item. And even better, if they can get the gist by reading like meeting minutes, they shouldn't have to go at all. If a meeting can be handled by sending an email, I would urge you to cancel the meeting altogether and just send the email. I think what a lot of people don't understand is that when you have a meeting with your fundraisers, it costs the organization twice. The first cost is the fundraiser's hourly salary, but the second is the cost of the time not out there building relationships or prospecting or fundraising. So if you can become that fierce protector of your fundraiser's time, I highly encourage you to do it. So our last tip is ask how you can help your fundraisers. When struggling with a prospect or a problem, one of the best questions a boss can ask a fundraiser is, how can I help? It's kind and it signals that you're there if needed and you're willing to spend some of your time to help them. I promise your fundraisers will be very grateful. They may ask you to make an introduction, to think through a, a solicitation strategy, to strategize on how to get in the door with a particular fundraiser, or even eliminate a roadblock. The key here is to be supportive and part of the solution. I see too many managers of fundraisers who really just want to berate the issue and the roadblock and not be part of the solution. So be part of the solution. So happy fundraisers raise money at the end of the day. They aren't stuck in meetings and they're actually freed up to go do what they do best, which is fundraising. Your fundraisers, they're social and they're goal-driven and they're smart individuals who just need the time and space to go do their job, not the micromanagement. They also need tools and time to relax. If you can follow the steps laid out in this podcast, you are well on your way, my friend, to having happy, successful fundraisers. Until next time. Hey, fundraiser. Thanks so much for being here today. Did you know that we create a special page for each episode that has helpful links, 
episode highlights, standout quotes, and freebies? Check it out in today's episode description. If you loved what you heard today, would you kindly give us a rating and review? It really helps other fundraising professionals find our Hey Fundraiser community. I'm Mary Hackett, and thank you for listening.